Welcome, everybody, to the Niche Podcast about the one thing I know something about game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. It is Game Show Marathon Week here at Game Shows, I suppose, as today, Rich Liebig will be joining us to talk about Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but then stay tuned to Friday when Bob Haig will be joining me to talk about Power of Ten. But first, let's go into Holtz Watch. By now, you've probably already figured it out, because every news place told you about it, whether it's ESPN or your local news, that... James Jamie Holtzauer uh, lost on on Monday's show when he was so close to being Ken Jennings' winnings record. Uh, His run duration was 32 days. His final total was $2,462,216. Before going into final jeopardy, he was actually in second place with $23,400. Jay had $11,000. Emma had $26,600. The category was Shakespeare's Time. And all three of them got it right. Emma wagered 20201 bringing her total to $46,801, which mathematically means that no matter what, James would have lost. Even if he had 23400 and went all in, like he typically does, he would have only been at 46800 which would have been a, a bad, would have been a second place anyway. Uh, the other one, uh, Jay had 11,000 wagering. If, if he doubled, he went been to 22,000. James had 23,400, which means his wager ultimately was 1399 secured him second place, no matter what. Whereas if Emma had 20,201 and got it wrong, she would have went down into uh, second place. Uh, same with James. Uh, even if Jay got it right or Emma got it right, it wouldn't have mattered. It was the smartest betting you could have done in terms of the game. So Emma wound up winning uh, with 46,800 versus James. Uh, James is retired as champ. Uh, and now Emma is starting her run. Uh, it started Monday with the with the 46,801. And she won again today. Now her two-day total is 71,401. And it's still going on to this day. So congratulations to Emma. May we all live in, in your footsteps i guess uh this has been holtz watch the 2019 holtz watch see you at the tournament champions james and now we move on to the news so mtv is going to shatter barriers with its first sexually fluid cast on are you the one the new season premiere premieres june 26 at 9 p.m on mtv i should probably add that to the list uh, so in this season of Are You the One, uh, the sing- sing singles head off to Hawaii in hopes of finding their perfect match and splitting a million-dollar top prize. For the first time ever, though, all the singles identify as sexually fluid, meaning there are no gender limitations in the perfect matches, and finding love is fair game. Also, there will be a character by the name of Dr. Frank, a relationship expert who works with the singles to help them become better daters and navigate between drama, poor choices, and reoccurring patterns in relationships. Dr. Frankie also helps the singles identify current disaster dating trends such as ghosting, benching, and stashing, and test them on their willingness to fall into these painful uh, trends. So so hooray uh, for everyone out there. This Pride Month, love is love, no matter who or what you are. 
Going into international news, ITV has ordered Alan Carr's Epic Game Show, a series in which five of the country's favorite game shows are revived. The format selected are Play Your Cards Right, which to us it's Card Sharks, Take Your Pick, which is this weird yes-no game, Strike It Lucky, uh, which is a game show we talked about recently on, on game shows, I suppose. It's a strike the screen game, and then it's a stop-go. Bullseye, which is a darts-based game show, and Price is Right. Uh, strike It Lucky was, of course, Strike It Rich here. Uh, and Price is Right is Price is Right, which they did kind of revive a few years ago with Alan Carr hosting, now that I think about it. Along with the five main episodes, producers will record a Christmas edition of Price is Right and a Player Cards Right Celebrity Special, making it a seven-part series. They say Alan Carr's Epic Game Show promises excitement, drama, scale, and big family laughs. Talkback, which is the producers of this format, say the series will see contestants hoping to win either big cash rewards or top-of-the-range prizes alongside the entertaining, hilarious, and nail-biting contest that viewers know and love. Every format will climax with an all-new epic end game, bringing these iconic shows bang up to date. So it's like, press your luck, they're going to do an end game for no particular reason. I personally don't see the need for some of these to have an end game, but sure. I mean, like, like okay, so play your cards right is card sharks with the money cards. Which to them was the points make prizes game. Take your pick is just essentially was let's make a deal. It was to pick the money or pick the box. Strike it lucky is top middle or bottom game, uh, which I think is already you just have to add money to that. That's all you need to do. Um, Bullseye is the is the is bullies gamble where they would have to give up all their prizes from the prize round to try to get one hundred one in six darts or more. Or fewer, sorry. And then Price is Right, Price is Right. What 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 can you do to make an in-game on the Price is Right that's not the showcase? Like like that. Some of this is questionable to me. But hey, you know it's 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 a new format, I guess. Hooray formats. Also, it's Alan Carr. Uh, no disrespect to Alan Carr, but can we get someone else to host like the game shows? there like it seems like every single time they're trying to do a reboot they get alan carr to do it and then it only lasts like one episode i'm only saying that because i saw the price is right come, come on you can, you can do someone else uh well what's uh get get nish kumar to do one nish kumar's great go, go go get him also itv is picking up the mask singer that's right, ITV and Bandicoot are bringing this utterly bonkers and surprisingly noisy phenomenon to British viewers for an eight-part series acro airing across consecutive nights in 2020. Part guessing game, part singing show, this spectacular series will see 12 famous faces compete to pull off the best performance with their identity elaborately and imaginatively concealed thanks to an expert team of talented costume designers. The stars will be transformed and they'll take on a mask identity and become the fantastic character which will disguise them for the whole series. Uh, okay, uh, I, is Alan Carr hosting that one too? I guess I'm, I'm guessing he's going to be hosting that as well. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, the Wall is also coming to the UK. Deadline is reporting. The BBC is climbing the Wall with star Danny Dyer to host the local adaptation of the NBC format. 
The British Public Broadcasters ordered six episodes from Endemol Shine UK's Remarkable Television. It'll air on Saturday primetime slot. This comes after the BBC piloted the format earlier this year. The show is created by Spring Hill and Andrew Glassman's Glassman in collaboration with Universal Television and Altair It's also created set for its third season US June 20th. And then the, the reveals of the wall. Dyer, who stars in BBC's EastEnders, will host, while Angela Rapone will pose the questions in the game show, which the states is... Is that produced by LeBron James, Chris Hardwick, Maverick Carter, and Andrew Glassman? Um, Dyer said, I never had the desire to host a game show before I saw the game. I couldn't turn down the opportunity to help win the public some serious life-changing readies. I love it. I don't know what that means. Does that mean like uh, they're giving a million pounds away like in the U.S. version or or like like what? Like what's the half million pounds? Some, something? Oh, well, uh, anyway, um, you know, let's let's go back to America. Uh, so on CW tonight is the premiere of Masters of Illusion in the big stage. Come see some talent, talented people do some talent stuff like magic on the magic show or dancing on the dancing show. And if you don't like either of those, BattleBots will be airing tonight on the Discovery Channel. Go see the robots beat each other up for your amusement and for a prize of a giant nut. And in the final news of the night... Crystal Maze has found its uh, network. A while back, we talked about the Crystal Maze, and I talked about my love of the Crystal Maze. I wrote forward a page about the Crystal Maze in college. Anyway, so Nickelodeon is uh, going to bring the British hit game show Crystal Maze to the United States. The Kids Cable Network said Monday that it's greenlighted a new version of the show. They'll be co-produced by Bunham Murray Productions, who makes the real world the challenge born this way, and RDF Television, Secret Life of Four-Year-Olds, Wife Slap Shipwrecked, all under the Bon and Jay Group. So, uh, the show touted as a forerunner to the current escape room craze has been airing in the UK since the mid-90s. It's been rebooted. Nickelodeon's version of the show will feature a family tacking a range of challenges in zones collectively known as the Crystal Maze. Each successful game is rewarded with a time crystal that equals just five seconds in the centerpiece Crystal Dome. The adventure culminates in a finale that finds the team entering the dome to grab a cash prize as it flies around them during a dramatic clock countdown. Wait, so it's not the tokens, or is it the? Are it still the token? Are, are we still doing tokens, or are we just doing like a catch, catch it, you keep it game? Nickelodeon's over ten hour-long episodes. Casting is underway with plans to begin production on the original set in Bristol, England, this summer. The show will feature an as of unnamed host who will guide the family through each challenge and adventure. The series premiere date will also be announced at a later date. <sighs> so uh, what, once again, like within like what a month since Jordan for Card Sharks ended, and now Jordan for Crystal Maze started. I don't think I'm going to be hosting Crystal Maze. I think it's going to be Richard Iwati or or someone from Nickelodeon. Like like I I don't I I don't think I I I can host this show. Great, this is great. You know, f fantastic day for me. Um, it, uh, hopefully, you know, maybe they'll call me up and I can audition. I guess that's something. You know, it's you can, it's just something that's like I wrote forty pages for and what. A crystal maze in the United States should be like, but it, it'll be fine. I I understand whoever they're going to pick. It'll probably be Richard Iwati because he's there locally, and you know he already has some mysticism involved. Or it'll be someone from Nickelodeon. It's like a younger person. That'd be great. I'm here. 
just saying. I don't think I'll ever get to host a game show. Oh well, I guess we can go start the the, the podcast now on this on this note. The format of the show was created by David Briggs, Mike Whitehill, and Stephen Knight, who had earlier created a number of the promotional games for Chris Tarrant's morning show on Capital FM Radio 4, such as the infamous Bong Game, which is a game mechanic that would later be used in UK shows like The People Versus. Briggs was the radio director for Tarrant's show. Whitehill and Knight were comedy writers for Capital FM. The original name of the show was going to be called Cash Mountain, but the show took its finalized title from a song written by Cole Porter for the 1956 film High Society, starring Frank Sinatra and Celeste Holm. In the original pilot idea, it was not 15 questions, but rather 21, as they double up with every question. The October 23, 1995 spec script showed a prize ladder It started at 10 pounds and doubled. 20, 40, 80, 160, 320, 640, 1280, and so on, up to a top prize of 5,242,880 pounds. In version 2, they tried $1 million and having it down to 1 pound with the 21 questions, which in the pilot in May 1998 was around as well, as when the first three questions were worth one pound, ten pound, and then one hundred pounds. The first episode aired September 4th, 1998, with 15 questions standing between a player and one million pounds, 100, 200, 300, 500, 1,000 in round one, 2,000, 4,000, 8,000, 16,000, 32,000 in round two, and in the final five of 64,000, 250,000, 500,000, and the million. The pilot, which was bright and colorful, became dark and sinister, a show unlike anything else on television. When others decided to zig with bright and colorful, this show zagged with dark and metal, and making anybody a contestant drew a 1-900 hotline where they could regroup the payouts in the form of a £1.50 per call. Since the original version launched, several individuals have claimed that they originated the format and that Celador had breached their copyright. While many pursued litigation, none was successful. And each claim was later settled out of court on an agreement settlement. Because of this lawsuit, there have been various interpretations of the multiple-choice prize ladder game show, such as adding a clock, shuffling everything at random, to going back to the original idea but located in a Caesars Palace parking lot. The show that sparked a bunch of catchphrases, such as, Is that your final answer? would then get the hold of Michael Davies, who took the British format to the United States, and soon everybody in America was asked the question, Who wants to be a millionaire? Now let's turn the tables! With me 
on the line is one of the podcasting greats of the Crispy Noodle Podcast and one of the participants of the 24-hour game show marathon this uh, June 8th. Rich Leinig. Hey, how you doing? I know I, I, I wanted to space that out because I know you're a big lie. No, you're not. <laughs> you're a very <laughs> funny guy. I love well, you. It- just a matter of clarification, it, it, you, it's German, so technically it's Liebig. So I was right the first time, like Haas. Was Haas yeah, name. right, yeah. So yeah, yeah, go with your gut. It was Liebig. <laughs> Liebig, anyway. Uh... Yeah. Those damn Germans. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the, uh, first of all, Crispy Newell podcast, the Philadelphia's greatest podcast. It's one of the highlights there, along with Water Ice and Gritty. <laughs> well, we call it Water Ice here. It's It's... We have we have to say it our own way because you know God forbid we say it the correct way or so whiz it's ice the whiz and and, and cheesesteaks don't forget cheesesteaks very important the secret is the whiz if you don't have the whiz there EC dub the ECW no, the the all right well first we jump into ECW I'll get to that but <laughs> with cheesesteak I, I just need to clarify something I don't know why this is a thing and please help me out if somebody can figure this out why is who who is putting peppers on cheesesteaks that is not a Philly thing. I think it's because of Chicago, because Chicago does the pepper. Oh, 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 damn it, Chicago, ruining everything for us. Because the, the Chicago Italian beef is the, yeah, essentially the, a cheesesteak. The, the, the Blackhawks beat the Flyers the last time we were in the Stanley Cup. You know, uh, Chicago, I'm watching, uh, I'm watching and, out on you guys. And in this some is... ways, you can say a, ch- a chopped beef if you ever go to a bodega. One of those. Yeah. So, yeah, it's supposed to be a cheesesteak. is only supposed to be the, 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 the steak, the chopped steak. Cheese whiz and onions. That's it. If if the if the meat is that good, that's all you need. Me that's per- what makes it good. Me personally, I like a little jalapeno, just like a little spice, just a little, but not like pepper, not like bell pepper. Give me like a yeah, little. Yeah, like you're not supposed to put like yeah pepper in it. It just it it that, that I don't know. That takes away from it being a cheesesteak. Well, let's put it this way: it's not a Philly cheesesteak. Yes, any place. You're authentic Philly. Except- this is this is the Philadelphia <laughs> official game show podcast now. I'm, you know, to, uh, it's it, we just celebrated National Cheesesteak Day, so that's why I'm I'm very uh, adamant about it right now. It is <laughs> harsh opinions here, but <laughs> but then again, Bring if you ever you. listen to the podcast, it gets there sometimes. But a lot of fun, <laughs> bringing you the hard hitting uh, truth here. It is, and that's it's fun having you here. One because a very fun podcast, and two because of the 24 hour game show marathon. Yes. Um, uh, it's a thing that me, Corey Anitato, uh, Bob Haig, and Christian Carrion do uh, every year uh, around June. Um, we play 24 game shows in 24 hours, and we stream the entire experience online at GameShowMarathon.com, and we raise money for Child's Play. So that's the cherry uh, this year? I guess it was last year, too, was Child's Play. Yeah, we're, we're, we're sticking with it. Um, it's a charity that we all just instantly fell in love with. Um, and they were also kind enough to recognize us as, as a as a as a big sponsor uh, for them. So we just decided to figure just you know run with it. it. It's a it's a really great organization, and we're all also big you know big gamers, not just big game shows, but also video games and everything like that. And Child's Play provides money for kids that are in hospitals to give them toys and video games and stuff like that. And it's it's just a great way for them to to not deal with the, the realities of everyday life inside a hospital, you know? It's, it's, it's cool that they can, you know, provide uh, video game systems and virtual reality systems and just make the, 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 the experience of being in a hospital a, a lot more easier to deal with. So it's, it's just a great organization, and 
I think it's uh, it was just like a unanimous decision. We're just like we gotta stick with this. This is a, this is a great charity. So and so for the game show marathon is on its eighth year now, and it's raised yeah. over fifty thousand dollars combined, like all the years, and that's really impressive. Yeah, you know that's that's weird thinking of it like that. I mean, it's because you know I came on later on. My first game show marathon was the third one, and you know this is really Corey. Bob and Christian, this was their original idea. I just came on and I, I really, you know, ran with it. And I was just really excited about, you know, how, um, how this united, like, you know, a whole bunch of game show fanatics. Cause I'm also a game show fanatic too. And <laughs> it all just, it all just connected together. And wow. It's weird to think of it in terms like that, that we've, we've raised $50,000. I mean, literally this was just kind of, you know, Corey was just like, yeah, you know, this is, you know, a fun thing that we do you know, for, you know, the hell of it. And if we raise, you know, some money, it's great. But wow, yeah, it, it's it's really taken off the last couple of years. And every year, it you always beat your goal. That's the fun part. Like this year, I'm assuming you'll get 10000 at least. And also, well, uh, I think the we, donations are now online. So if you want to donate right now, go to gameshowmarathon.com for more information and the link to donate to Child's Play. Yeah, it's right there. And um, we always do this if, a, uh, if you have a business or if you want to pull together resources from, uh, you know, your coworkers at work, if you donate more than one hundred dollars, uh, we will let you like, quote unquote, sponsor one of our game show hours. So that it features, you know, a, a, a constant mention of, you know, you guys made a special donation and everything like that. So, um, you know, anything to, to increase the donations is what we try to do. So. That's one of the th- ways we try to do it. But besides being sleep deprived, playing twenty four different game shows among twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, that that's yeah we, we that's the main uh, you know <laughs> thing that we do. But that's also part uh, you know part, kind of, parts what we like to do. So. It is kind of like this podcast in in a bit of a way of like every week I have to go through a different game show. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, but you yeah, so you get to do it on a weekly basis. We're we're jamming this all into one you night. You have a speed so. run. You have a speed run of these game shows. But what oh, I man. love is, and this is why I love doing this podcast is it's a bit more mainstream than the game show fanatic. So if you're not even a big game show nerd and you're just like this is okay, I've heard of Millionaire. Uh, trust me. It's 24 different game shows, and they play it with love. Like, every game show, except for when it's at that, that magic 4, 4 a.m. hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I gotta I got say, Corey, Christian, and Bob, they, they're amazing when it comes to their their ability to program software and their ability to, to troubleshoot and think about different ways how they want to represent these game shows. I mean, they're really authentic representations. Um, I, the, the thing that really pops out to me is the one year we did, um, tipping point and we actually got Christian got, actually got a, um, a classic, uh, arcade mini arcade machine that did the tipping point mechanism with the coins going through, uh, each layer. But then what we did was we put the cell, we put a cell phone broadcasting that mini display onto a projector so it made it huge and everybody could see it on the broadcast and the audience that we had live there it's just amazing to see these ways that the you know Corey, bob christian and i we just we, you know somehow we figure out a way to, 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 to make it work and last you, year we did taskmaster that was fun shoot. you got to be the assistant oh my gosh like <laughs> that that was ridiculous that that was ridiculous we had to shoot that 
like two months before the game show marathon actually happened and Corey edited it down and oh, it was just like somehow we find a way to get it all done and it's just like you know it, it, i'm always amazed at the work that you know we put into it and the product that comes out at the end so yeah it's, it's very fun finding out you watch armchair detectives and finding out the murderer's name is jordan that's great I, that's not a callback <laughs> to anybody I don't know who he's referring to, Corey. I don't know who you're referring to when you say the killer is an upper middle class white dude named Jordan. Don't know who you're referring to. I'm gonna have to ask Corey about that. that was oh, and it's, it probably uh, is me, but I take it with, with like because I know he means well. Yeah, he's a ball buster. Yeah. That's yeah. right. You know, we do that a lot too behind the scenes. You know, if if one of us goofs off. You know, on the you know, on the broadcast, where we get a dumb question wrong. You know, oh yeah, we, we're merciless at each other. <laughs> Me, I'm more kind. I'm an honest, happy man. <laughs> Just, yeah. but it's, well, it, it you know, we we are too. It, it's all it's all in love. So. so so one week, so one hour, you'll be like, it is Wheel of Fortune. Next could be Jeopardy or Family Feud, and then gets to weird games that you've never heard of. <laughs> That, yeah, that's the Christian Carrion hour. <laughs> I really, but, yeah. Well, as of this recording, we're still getting Cribs on here. I really want Cribs because I know he has some obscure game show he wants to talk about. Oh yeah, he he just I don't know how he does it. He delves through the depths of game show heaven, hell, and purgatory, and he finds you know just these wacky game shows that he wants to do at like the two o'clock hour and it's like you know what go ahead <laughs> you, you Ray, don't off. be surprised if if christian finds like 20 blondes so they can bring the german series beat the blondes <laughs> yeah they all show up on a bus at two o'clock in the morning in philadelphia wouldn't surprise me but it, it's no it's a lot of fun it's a mix of like panel games of improv games of, of like it's all sorts of fun and it's like every hour on the hour is something new and fascinating and how they do it so i always try my best to stay up and watch this <laughs> well we appreciate that you know because you know it, one of the things that we love is when we get people that stay on for the majority of the broadcast because you know we have the chat room we, the whole broadcast is on twitch and we have the chat room so we can see you know what people think you know how we're doing and everything like that so it's great to, you know when we get you know interaction as we get towards the you know that three four five o'clock hour in the morning when it's just like oh my gosh what are we doing <laughs> and it's like but then there's always like lots of fun thing like it's weird because i was because i'm a like a childhood like friend of bob like i grew up with message boards with so mm -hmm. i was there like since the early days when we did the radio show and that led to the game show marathon yeah. one and it's like it's so weird like life events occurred during there like a proposals and like <laughs> and it's so shocking and it's like whoa yeah, it's it's amazing to see how far it, it, it's really come, especially since you know this was this really just started out just like a goofy idea, you know. But that, that's and, the fun. You're doing what you love, and you're doing it for a good cause. Yeah, and it, it, it's one of those things I just circle on my calendar every year when you know the moment that the four of us lock down a, a weekend that we're going to do it. It's just I circle that like in big red heavy marker, just like book it. Christmas know, morning, <laughs> just. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing's gonna come between. Can't wait to be sleep deprived, trying to answer trivia questions, playing press your luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, put me but, down. But you know, it's so much fun. I love watching it, and everyone there is a great, great person. And yes, I am mocking Corey slightly because I know he mocks me behind my back. <laughs> but 
yeah, well, you know, it's all, you know, we're, we, we all joke at each other, you know. It's but it's, uh, it's also because he's very busy. Because I, I swear, he's the, I would, I, I'm not going to say he's the brains of the operation, but those programs are, like, spot on. Like, oh, sound yeah. effects, the details to it. Oh, yeah. When I first met, I met, I first met Corey at LaSalle University, and he was programming an early, uh, an early program of, of fresh, uh, of pressure lock. And he said it was an early version of it. And I, and I looked at it, and I was just like, this is amazing. Like, how did you get like the sound effects and everything like that? And he's, and he just, he knew his way around, you know, programming all the software. And, and we bonded over that, you know, we were both big game show fanatics. So, you know, it he would always like, you know, let me in on what he was programming and let me test, you know, what he was designing for packdudegames.com and everything like that. Pineapple. Pineapple yeah, plus. Yeah. Um, so. And, and patreon.com slash packdudes, I believe. Yeah. So, so help him yeah, out too. Yeah, hunt him, help him out. <laughs> There's your plug. Free plug on me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but it's you funny are... that this is what we've gotten to now, that he's able to use those talents. And now we're turning it into, you know, a relatively bigger charity event than, than anybody ever thought this was going to be. It's fun. It's a fun charity event, and I love watching it. Uh, and yes, you are a game show fan, and that's also why we had you on here. Because if you did not show up and you did not know game shows, this would be probably not as fun as it was. You love game shows, obviously. Oh, yeah. We could go through every game show probably known to mankind here. Because when I ask, you're listing off like 50 names of game shows. <laughs> I mean, I, I know, you know, a, a, quite a handful. Um, there's a funny story with that is um, uh, I was... Let me let, to phrase this delicately. I was kind of uh, a, an unexpected, uh, you know, baby. So um, when I was, you know, born and, and you know, growing up, they essentially just gave me to my grandpa to just like you know watch during the day because both my parents worked. Yes. So during the day, all I did was just watch nothing but like game shows with my grandpa. So like I knew how to count because I would count um the uh the wheel on on the price is right i would count the items uh you know during the the pricing games i would try and 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 add as quickly as i could during pressure luck like it was like all these things and like it's funny my parents were like how does he know how to count this this well just like yeah i watched game shows you you're loved as the end of the show because after this recording, there is a 110-part series exploring every pricing game on The Price is Right. Oh, oh yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> this, is, this is the stuff for the long-term listener. <laughs> if you go in to watch your favorite game show, get archived with a guest, or you can follow along week by week as we go through every pricing game. Eventually, well, yeah, we'll get to cliffhangers. <laughs> You have content for at least uh, two years if it's a weekly podcast. Sometimes so it's bonus. Well, this is this is a special week because all three of because I think we have three of you. It's going to be three in in the week. So three pricing game spotlights. That's the kind <laughs> of expectation to love. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but also because it's a lot of love. Yes. Uh, so so yeah, like like USA Network had Scrabble, and then yeah, Fortune Jeopardy. Uh, yeah. And you were listing off all sorts of game shows. Uh, some we've already discussed. Uh, it's like I had to unfortunately say no. But when you said, who wants to be a millionaire Philbin? 
That is like <laughs> that is a winner to me. That is a winning game show to pick because I love Who Wants to Be a Millionaire too, and this could be a lengthy episode about that. So buckle up. <laughs> All right, strap yourselves in. All right. Uh, I don't know if I did this in the introduction. Chris Tarrant, host of the British version. Michael Davies, the creator. Cash Mountain was the original name. Started with $1 and it doubled. That was the original format idea. Got scrapped, became 15 questions, $100 to a million pounds. Uh, the lifelines were added. Originally, it was a lot more brighter. It got darker after the pilot. Uh, <laughs> and then after a few episodes, it got imported over here to America where it was hosted by Regis Philbin. That's going to be the one we're going to talk about today. That's the main <laughs> focus. We're just going to talk about Regis Philbin Millionaire because that is the big impact of pretty much every modern game show there is today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a behemoth There's... episode, and I couldn't think of anyone else I would rather have talk about this than Rich because Rich knows <laughs> this game show. Yes. Uh, there, there's something to be said about this game show. It, it, to me, it really marks... It's really a hallmark in, in in the timeline of game shows because this was like kind of like the last game show I really remember that people went home and you know blocked time for you know like you don't have that nowadays because obviously you have things on demand and th- you know clips on YouTube and stuff like that but I vividly remember people would would block time people were like I got to go home I have to watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire we got to see if this guy's gonna you know get to the million do- get to the million dollars. And people would always have these like weird like, oh, he made it to the thirty-two thousand dollar level, and he has all of his lifelines. He's gonna hit the million. We gotta go watch it. You know, people always had these like weird criteria to determine, you know, if the guy's gonna be a winner or not. So it was just it was a huge cultural phenomenon, and I got I got swept up in it instantly. It, it, it is. Was, it, it is was the. It was debuting in nineteen ninety-eight. Sounds about right. Um, uh, I really usually have like the info page up, but uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, it was it debuted. Are you ready? August 16th, 1999. Oh, there you go. 99. All right. 99. Right. Uh, New York City. Regis Philbin was the host. Uh, yes, Regis. Regis Philbin. Yes. Uh, here's how the game works is we have to first do the game and then talk about the presentation. Game is simple. There's 15 questions standing between you and $1 million. For every question you get up, you go up the money tree, starting at $100 and then going up 200 300 500 to the first safe haven at question five worth $1,000. You get question five right, that money is yours no matter what happens. And then similar to things like the $64,000 question, every question doubles that money. So $1,000 becomes $2,000, becomes $4,000, becomes $8,000, becomes $16,000. Until question 10, the $32,000 question is the second safe haven. That money is safe if you make it through question 10. And then it reaches the final five. 64000 And you guessed it. 125000 I can't afford 3000 Are you kidding? <laughs> Quarter million. Half a million. To question 15. The million dollar question. If you get one question wrong at any point during the game, you drop back down to that safe haven. But you can walk away after seeing the question. And you have three lifelines. 50-50. Which we'll talk right now about it. It takes away two answers, one right, one wrong, and the cliche joke of the computer already knows which one is right, which one is wrong. Yeah, people had, you know, conspiracy theories on that. They were, they were like, oh, they already know which two, you know, or, or, or it would be, uh, you know, they would purposely frame the question so it was only A or C, and then they would use 50-50, oh, of course they're going to take away B and D. <laughs> people had these, like, weird conspiracy theories about it. I love that though, and and yeah, and the truth is, the truth is, sometimes it was that way, sometimes it wasn't. 
I think in the, the conspiracy modern, theory might have been true. <laughs> but it was mostly uh, in terms of when they were getting rid of the two answers, it was just randomly like A, B, I don't know. Like, it wasn't even like a random computer. It was just in this two. Well, he always had the love of Regis film when he actually talked to the computer. He would say, computer, take away two. Siri, like, take away yeah, two credits. <laughs> he's directly talking to the computer. Not those producers, no. Computer, take away two of the wrong answers. Alexa, remind me to order groceries. Yeah, while you're at it, yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would have been modern day uh, Regis if, if, they, if they did Millionaire now. It would be, the, it would be Siri or Alexa. <laughs> yeah, it, it would. That would be the, the, instead of computer, generic, instead of generic computer, like it's Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second lifeline is uh, phone a friend, the other famous joked one. Yes. In this one, so sponsored you, by AT and T. Don't forget our friends at AT and T. Ring, <laughs> ring, and then sometimes you get the embarrassment of "We're sorry, the call you've been reached is not available." Please. Yeah, I, it's a shame that they edited that for TV because you had to you had to think that they got that a lot <laughs> trying to dial up these people. Uh, so so with this one, you get thirty seconds, and your friend who's anywhere around the world. Uh, Thanks can, to AT&T. <laughs> and you have to read the question in the four answers to them. Or two. If as it's quickly as you can. <laughs> I love the people that would take forever. Like, you only have 30 seconds. You need, you need to speed read this. Like, come on, guys. Uh, hi, Rich. This is Jordan. Uh, okay. So, Olympia is the capital. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what would happen. <laughs> Like, thanks. That, that provides no help. Great. Or, no, my favorite is always, I read the question, so it's like, Olympia is the capital of what U.S. state? Washington, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico. Um, That's good. Uh, I, I think the answer is... Burr, burr, burr. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, uh, as Google became prominent later on in technology... Yeah, they took that away. Because in the background, a lot of prisoners were... So the... No, it's in the background. Yeah, you you would hear the subtle movement of either the keyboard clacking or the again? phone moving. What was that? What was, yeah. What was, what was that? <laughs> What's he doing? Uh, can you spell that out for me? He's on AskJeeves.com. Someone help him. Why can't he go to Go.com? It's owned by Disney. <laughs> uh, so... So it, so eventually, when we get into the syndicated run, uh, it had to get replaced with Ask the Expert, which was just some dude yeah. they had on Skype. <laughs> right. And then they had, uh, they replaced it with the modern day version called Plus One, which is, you know, that friend you brought in the crowd. Well, we'll just bring him down and you can have him for as long as you have until you say final answer. Yeah. So you better bring somebody who's smart and not your mom who works at the deli counter. <laughs> she's moral no, support but, yeah but she ain't gonna help you if she, you know when it comes to those you know world history questions yes so the episode we saw was bob house's million dollar run episode uh because because a lot of times when people watch millionaire it's john carpenter or ed Towtent in peace it's it's the Bob House episode was weird <laughs> to say the least. This was yeah, a dude it was interesting. This was a dude who was like a Jeopardy contestant with like I I came here to play. Answer the questions. I want to get out of here. That's it. Yeah, he he did not really enjoy Regis's small talk. Small talk because so, Regis kept like he kept trying to poke him. He was like, "So you're a teacher? You huh? uh, you're a teacher? You're a teacher? You uh, you uh, yeah. teach world history? Yeah, what do you teach? A world history teacher? So yeah. is your wife? Your wife? What does she do? 
Well, she also is a teacher. She's also a teacher. Whoa, very Two smart. teachers in the same room. My God. <laughs> and you both ser- and you both served in the military. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, they had that revelation too. But still, they, they were teachers. You're teachers. <laughs> and then, and their million dollar question was a chemistry question, and you call up. This yeah, another teacher. teacher. Three teachers. Oh my God. Three teachers. This is out of control. Galman, oh, well, get in here. Three teachers. Get the producers. Are the, are the producers notified of this? <laughs> I can't believe it. Unbelievable. Three teachers. <laughs> Three teachers in one game show. But it's I love photo friend. It's just that that it's just that clock, that ticking clock noise. I love. Uh, oh, I'm sure you can probably find the the, the sound effect of that if you really oh, want. Oh yeah, no, I own the has got it or somebody. I own that. I own that album. <laughs> oh, all right. Never mind. Then you're good. I own that. I own which 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 sound cue do you want? Do you want sixty four thousand dollar Let's Play, sixty four thousand uh, dollar question, sixty four thousand final answer, sixty four thousand dollar right, sixty four thousand dollar wrong? It's basically just the same thing sped up, right? Each 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 one is, is uh, and then a different pitch, a different pitch. One's a C, one's pitch. a D, one's an F. So right. so when you get that final answer, like it goes from like because one because I'm that bored of a kid. I heard all just the correct tunes. So it was from like the 1000 all the way up. So it's like you hear doo 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 doo. By the way, you're still listening to a game show podcast. Just just let everybody, you know, everyone's okay. Yes, you are still listening to a podcast. Thanks. Just FYI, in case people think they're going crazy. I love this podcast. I love talking about game shows. And then finally, is I think the the great one. I think this is the the one that withstood everything else. Because fifty fifty event eventually got perished to a double dip, which was just pick two of the. Cause yeah. Got a or C. Okay, well you can pick A or C then. Uh, right. It's still basically the same thing. This one is the most longevity uh, lifeline. So ask the audience. They got the poll in like America's Funniest Home Videos uh, little answer keys, and they got to vote. <laughs> good point yeah they probably just recycled them from the old bob saget studio you want the ask the audience music to be that dude dude <laughs> and the voice in the background is it a kicked in the nuts b right. doggy bite c baby vomit or d d wedding Turf disaster uh, and i love uh, ask the audience because you because i think just coming from my thought of it and I, I think this is a conspiracy. Was it really uh, asked the, I don't think one versus one. Oh, oh, you mean they, because they took that concept? I mean. Because it's the audience that's theoretically playing the game. And for everyone you get wrong, they're out. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I guess Millionaire helped probably propel it into, into it being a, a realistic idea. But then again, we can talk about all sorts of things. I know it's not the first game show to have a money tree. Once again, $64,000 question existed. Mm-hmm. But this is the game show that if it wasn't for Millionaire, we would not have the money trees that we see on almost every game show to this day. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's one of the things to, to also mention is that money tree thing just, it, it kept things simple, you know? Like, you, 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 they would show the graphic, you would know instantly where we're at in the game, you know, if somebody just tuned into the channel or something and didn't know, you know, where exactly they were in the program. You're that on, thing would come up, they would know instantly, you know, where we're at. You people, have $8,000, you're going for $16,000, you are 8 away. Yeah, people, and people, you know, it was a good way to explain the game to people. It just, it was a good, simple way to, to explain the, the, you know, where 
they're at in the show and how to play the the game to to people that didn't know. And just I think that was a, a good way to just explain it. I think that helped helped me to catch on uh, when it first aired. But now, but because of that greed, had it uh, one uh, America's uh, one versus one of season two had a prize tree. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you smarter than a fifth grader prize tree? Yeah, yeah. Fifth the grader rich does list that. had a prize tree. You're rich. This is the rich yeah. list. Uh, yeah, so, and you know, it, it it it's one of those things that just you know it helps you know people that you know aren't game show fanatics. They'll see it. They know exactly where we're at in the game shows. Then and then because of Regis's run, we gotta keep going. Regis here. Yeah. He is the quintessential game show host for this show. I will yes. say this as a big fan of the game show. I, I watched Chris Tarrant, the original British host. I've watched Jeremy Clarkson in the reboot. And I love Clarkson. Don't get me wrong. I like the Ask the Host lifeline. It's very charming, very funny. We can talk about the modern host, Meredith Vieira's syndicated run, which is okay, but syndication? Mm-hmm. Cheap. Yeah. Cheap. Uh, we can talk about uh, Terry Crews hosted this. Yes, Cedric he did. the Entertainer hosted this. Yeah, in the that, world of we need to get funny uh, comedians to host our game shows. Uh, then we now have Chris Harrison from The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Do people, <laughs> do people know that the show is still on the air? Uh, yeah, I don't think people know unless they're sick and they're you know they're staying at home. <laughs> and in these syndicated versions, they tweak the show. For instance, Millionaire, like I said, dropped, made double dip. They did switch the question as a lifeline, which means you can switch the question. If you are like, I don't like this question, give me a new one. Okay. Yeah. They had they, Ask they, the they Expert. They had, like, you got, uh, then they did the Ticking Clock. And if yeah, I was correction, I, wasn't that what, Cri- Cribs was on that. Cribs was on the Ticking Clock version of Millionaire. It was. But <laughs> yeah, I, I never thought that was a, a good addition to format. I know the idea was supposed to, you know, Maybe show faster up. and more intense and overthink and panic button. But, but yeah. Millionaire's success comes from the contestants giving their answers like Slumdog Millionaire style. It's the, oh, Oh, I know that because uh, I took my wife to see that movie. That's where we... Yeah, you want to have that drama. And I feel like the clock, when they did the syndicated version, just zapped it out. Until that million-dollar question, if it ever showed up. Right, and and that was too far, you know, far and few between, so... Because syndication means less money. They don't want to hand it out. The thing about yeah. syndication <laughs> is, no one really have the money. <laughs> just... just <laughs> um, then... After a while, they decided, you know what? Let's get rid of the chairs. You don't need any of the chairs anymore. Let's just have them stand and look at the screen because we don't want to see them stare at a monitor. Yeah, even though it's called the hot seat. <laughs> so now they're going to stand and look at the question. And then uh, let's shuffle the format. Now it's every value is random and you can bank the money. But then if you yeah. make it past 10 questions, you're four away from $1 million when we play Classic no Millionaire. What, no. just, yeah, like, that, Classic Millionaire. <laughs> No, yeah, that's why classic millionaire Regis is just it's it was simple. People caught on. People loved the drama. Everyone got swept up in it. Regis was a you know an icon, so everybody loved the fact he was hosting it, and he had his you know crazy personality. It was just perfect when it when that first run came out. Now we last with Harrison, just so we can get through all this syndicated. Okay, they're tolerable. They're fine. Harrison's run. They got rid of the hexagon graphics eventually. Now it's this weird, like, swirly uh, Microsoft Paint, PowerPoint, yeah. uh, Arial, Italic font. Oh, yeah. It, it's funny. I always uh, I always lean on Corey when it comes to 
you know, what's the latest, you know, font and graphic choices. It's always the your moment, style. To pick your style. It uh, comes to worst your the style. Moment, the moment those new millionaire fonts came out, oh, my gosh. I, I, I had... And Corey was just right on it. I was just like, oh my gosh, are you serious? This is what it is. Yeah, it and, looks and like they so- also use your style bold for the money ladder now. Oh my gosh. It's great. I love Deal or No Deal. Um, <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. This is a podcast. Everything you say will be recorded. Oh no, this is a game show podcast. The game show people <laughs> come after me. <laughs> I'm going to be arrested by the game show police. <laughs> saying how the millionaire with Harrison's not good. So for the Harrison version, because we'll get into what, once again, we'll revert back to filming because this is the majority of it. Uh, you get $1,000 no matter what in the in the Harrison mission because, you know, I guess niceness and they're in Vegas. Now, not New York. They're in Vegas. In Caesar Palace uh, parking lot where they did WrestleMania once. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be right next to the Raiders soon. It'll be great. So the prize ladder on the new Harrison, 500 bucks, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, $5,000, and that's your lock-in, $10,000. Then it goes to, no, no, after 5000 7000 10000 20000 30000 $50,000 lock-in. To the end, you get to 100000 quarter million, half a million, $500 uh, million dollar question. So you're 14 away now, not 50 Yes. And they never get to that level rarely do they get to that level the questions are now a little sillier though because it's things like what oh, you could say that this uh brand of soup is good <laughs> are we talking progresso campbell and that's like and the, by the way this, this shit this this answer is our sponsor for today so oh yeah no nuns now for the time for the millionaire question of the day <laughs> sponsored by Campbell's you know it's heart healthy very low <laughs> sodium that you can have in tomato soup <laughs> tomato soup is rich with what all but which of these vitamins <laughs> Z, Y, or B um, but yeah so it's just a train I, I was they have repeated casting by the way Millionaire now doesn't even have their own like smart people show up to win now it's like well Jeopardy champions show up now or people they pulled from the chase like it's not even and it's like it used to be almost like after jeopardy millionaire had their own geniuses because sometimes these millionaire questions were a little tough oh yeah uh oh what was it when they brought back the the they brought back like uh carpenter and all that yes it was like a charity thing or something it was like the, uh, tur- and then it was the tournament of 10 oh okay yeah yeah i don't- they had to bring him back because, you know, oh, the tournament of, then they had the uh, Celebrity Millionaire ABC special. That was for the 10th anniversary. Yeah. <sighs> and and for, for the celebrity ones, they always, like, let them talk to the audience and break all the rules in, like, the first, you know, six or seven questions. Norm McDonald. Drew Carey won, like, half a million dollars on that. Yeah, it was it was all for charity, but like it was just like for the love of God, like make it past the thousand dollar mark, dear God. <laughs> but those were really good. So yeah. when it comes to things like modern day syndicated millionaire, leaves it out, and here is why. And this is to revert all the way back to Philbin, and this is why it works today on the Jeremy Clarkson millionaire. One, they modernized the show with LED screens. They have all the new tech, and that's what made Millionaire ahead of the time with Philbin. That was new tech at the time. The The lighting kits were new. The monitors were new. Everything was new. Yeah, it was, it was pretty state-of-the-art, and it was cool to see, uh, you know. And secondarily, as, 
you know, as you got deeper up the, the money, as you got further along yes. the money train, the setting would get darker and darker and more intense and intense, and the music would get creepier and creepier and creepier. So, yeah, it was it was cool to see how far they were going and, you know, how more dramatic was it getting as they were getting closer to the million-dollar million question. And secondly, it's because not only because of this ahead-of-the-curve technology set, which it should be, Two, it was event television. Syndicated means Monday through Friday, all day, every day, five days a week, till the rest of eternity. It doesn't make it special. Whereas with Philbin Millionaire, in the case with some UK episodes, they made it special. Every night for the next seven nights, every night for the next nine nights, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, and that, that's what I was trying to get at, you know, when I first was talking about it, is like, I, this was the first game show i remember people blocked time people are like you know i'm not gonna go you know i, I can't go out tonight millionaires on you know this is uh, and it, these were good questions and it was an event television because after these six episodes it won't air until another three months from now mm -hmm. when abc is like okay the mole season two kind of sucked let's put in millionaire yeah put, put, put throw back millionaire people will watch it and that's what i think a good game show should do if you're doing an event show like this do that a lot of these shows they do reality television or they do um or they do an event show without any clue of what an event game show should be looking at deal or no deal uh, sometimes they just went we recorded 30 episodes we got just put eight of them up right now no you don't back back to back to back that's right for the next three days straight it's nothing <laughs> but deal or we have postponed the today show we we want you to get we we want you to get sick of Deal or No Deal. Howie Mandel should be in your nightmares after this. <laughs> so so with, with the Philbin version, and this is why I think it's a quintessential version. Sorry, Meredith Vieira. Sorry, Harrison. It's because Regis is, first of all, an event show. He's there. He's present. And it's New York City. We're in the big city. They're promoting it's New York. Lights are on. It's, it's night in New York. And I'm Mr. New York Regis Philbin. Fresh from the... Oh. Fresh from Kathy Lee Gifford. Well, yeah, Regis was definitely just the the right the right host for that show. He he had just the right amount of it's the right uh, energy. Yeah, the right energy for that show where he had to be crazy when he needed to be crazy, but he need but he also had the right tone to be serious when it was time for the heavy hitting questions. You know, for you know half a million a million dollar question. Um, he also had good banner with you know the 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 people that the contestants brought with them and. When, he, he, he was the right fit for that show. When people say final answer, or, you know, the, the infamous catchphrase, is that your final answer? It always doesn't come in genuine. It always comes like, is that your final answer? Like, I'm reading off a teleprompter. Is that your final answer? Final answer. With Regis, when he says final answer, and I don't know if it's because his, his accent, or just because of his age, or just because of how in, much of an entertainer he is, but when he says final answer, it can either be final answer. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, I want to make you a little more anxious in that last question. Pilots! Yeah, yeah, they always, when they wanted to add more drama, yeah, just, when he had that, is that your final answer? And, like, the jump cut back to the contestant. But, yeah, it was just, it, that, that sudden just, whoop, like, is it time, is, it, is he officially going to lock it, you know? He had that just quick increase in, in, in you know, drama. So, it, yeah, it, it worked out. And, yeah, the catchphrase went, went crazy. I, I still somewhere, I don't know what happened, but... I have a keychain of Regis, and, and there's a button on Regis's hand, and when you hit it, it says, is that your final answer? And but it's I, like a I, I brought it every day to school. So it's probably like, is that your final answer? 
You got your, yeah, you got your friends. <laughs> yeah, but I brought it, and I, I put it on my school bag, and I brought it every day to school. <laughs> oh no, that's if we want to go in, we're gonna go into millionaire by the way, because we're just going into the basic building blocks. We're now in the show aspect. Regis is the the host. I will say it. Every host, Regis is the the best host because he had the best way to host the game. He was never like confrontational with the contestant. He was always trying to steer the drama in a way that maximized the audience, but not necessarily increased the tension for the contestant. It's just, are you sure? <laughs> Are you making out your mm-hmm. final answer? You sure? Or, or, or I love it when he would do walk me through the answers or something. Yes, you know. And, and it was, but it, it, this was a way of on millionaire when it was an easy question. Like, uh, let's see here. Like, hey, I'm Jordan Haas, right? <clears throat> Haas is a variety of which of these fruits or vegetables? Avocado, orange, banana, nectarine. Oh uh, well, my last name is Haas. <laughs> I went to a supermarket and I saw a Haas avocado with the same spelling as my last name. That's kind of cool. I'm going to go with A. Like, that's what prompts it. Other times on Millionaire, those go A final answer. What? <laughs> like, that was quick. Right, yeah. And he would even react like that. And He's with like, modern day casting, sure, and I, look, I'm okay with game shows. I don't like siren contestants, but I also don't like how they're now forcing these contestants to try and be a Millionaire contestant. Where it's, if that question was asked, well... Um, it's not nectarine because I've never heard of a Haas nectarine. I haven't. I don't know if it's an orange or not. Uh, I gotta say banana because they say I have to say all four answers. So banana. Hmm. You're just stretching the time out. We want to get more game in. <laughs> yeah. You you want drama, not just delaying the you know delaying the inevitable. What we like about Clarkson, what that's, we like that's about, probably not going to make it far anyway. What we like about Clarkson Millionaire, which is the same as Phil Millionaire, is the contestants on the show. Sometimes there's that story, and when that story hits, it shocks the hell out of everybody. Like that's what we want to see. We want to hear the story of like, oh, this is the movie. Uh, this is the movie. Uh, I I last saw my father before he passed away, and you're like, oh, that's sad. Or yeah. is this? And, and, I wrote a book report in this in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like those moments like that make the show what it is. Because if it's a man versus the house, it's a man versus house game. It it, it should at least make you want to root for the man, the one contestant, and rather right, than yeah. and rather than come up with a character story. Oh, he's this guy. He's this guy. He's a teacher. <laughs> he's a teacher. I swear, he's one of the best teachers out there. He's a substitute teacher award. He's like Peggy Hill from the King of the Hill. Oh my God, he's calling another teacher. By God. <laughs> By God, Jim Ross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I love, it, it's Philbin's presentation of this. And when the show eventually stopped on ABC and he had to uh, go and it became Meredith Vieira's show, it, it didn't have the same ring. Meredith is an okay host, but... Once again, it's not her hosting ability that made it bad. It's a different aspect. Uh, hers is more like, uh, once again, like a, any journalist, because she comes from background of news. Her hosting style is simply just like a laid back. You're thinking that. Okay, that's that's an impressive thought. Is that your final answer? And then she did like the Hillary Clinton clap, like goodbye. And then the, the big overhand puppy dog hands when the game ends. <laughs> if you ever see Millionaire Vieira, like when the show ends, she puts her hand over like the the the, the podiums, little question podiums, and then like puppy dog hand handshakes. 
<laughs> at least with Regis, you get that manly handshake. You get like the... yeah, Regis is gonna shake your hand. He's gonna ha- he's a handshake and a pat you on the back like you are. <laughs> That's a and of course this game became a cultural phenomenon. You brought up the keychain. The you don't know Jack team at Jellyvision came up with the CD-ROMs game. They came up with. Uh, oh they, yeah. They came with five versions of it: volume one, volume two, volume two. sports and children's. I own all of them. <laughs> <laughs> now, does it does it still run smoothly? Because I remember when I got my copy of the CD game, at the the animation with Regis would always like kind of get choppy in the middle. It would oh be like, no, it's 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 still that. In fact, it's worse nowadays because of modern technology. Yeah, it would like stop in the middle. Like he he would ju- he would jump up in the little circle with the with the cash and it'd be like, "Who wants to be?" Millionaire! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so if you want to play the new the Who Wants to Be Millionaire games nowadays, I recommend playing it on Sega Dreamcast because they came out with a couple of them from them or on the PlayStation 1, unfortunately. It's a much a little smaller version, but at least you can play the game and the music's there. And that's really all it is. It's just like, here's the question. Regis doesn't repeat it. And then it's just you hear, so your answer is A. So your answer well, is C. <laughs> Well, if, if you don't want the the, the 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 CD-ROM or the video game experience, I I can pull out my old copy of the Millionaire Take-Home game, which I actually found in my garage. It's and it's... Pressman Toys. It's the, just, yeah. It was the best-selling board game of that year, by it, the way. It, it's just a whole bunch of cards with trivia on it, and just it, it and they're just segmented in the different dollar amounts. And you, would, and you put them in this, like, weird plastic... Uh, dongle here that shows the possible answers, and then on the back of the plastic dongle, there's a little, little uh, window that says A, little B, C, window, or D. <laughs> right, that says the correct answer. And then when you're playing with your friends, you get to hand them an actual paper check thing that says how far they got. I don't know why. There's this many of them. Don't no. Don't but, forget the other part. The cardboard lifelines. The 50-50. Oh yes, friend. right. The cardboard lifelines are here too, so we can keep track of which ones you use, you bastard. In case you try to <laughs> and and then when you leave my house after we've played a, a rousing game of this, you get to leave with one of these paper. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? It makes no check. sense, though. Why would you do an a-, a phone a friend in the board game aspect if you're competing against your friends? Wouldn't they just sabotage you? <laughs> yeah, right. No, you bastard! I'm not giving you the correct answer. I need to be smarter than you. <laughs> I just need to know uh, when was the last when what was the last baseball team made fruit paid for? I just don't. I'm not telling you. <laughs> Fuck you. You know what? I think I might bring this to the game show marathon and just hand, hand these out to people. <laughs> just because it's, it's absurd. They give you a lot of them. Can you keep? Can you give me the golden million dollar paper? I lost mine. I think I might have lost mine too because I can't find. That's but yeah, they only give you one of those. That's it because they know. You know, you shouldn't have multi-millionaires running around with your gold-plated. Unless paper. you're talking with the yeah. super millionaire. Right. Then, yeah, then we're getting into a whole different ballgame. It's, yeah, you know, it's like, a whole new dimension of the game. I'm, I'm going to have to, if you want a million dollars in my fake checks, I'm going to have to give you four $250,000 ones. <laughs> Take that to the Wawa. Can you, like, help? <laughs> yeah. Does this count for anything? Here, here's a $200 check for some odd reason. Who goes to only the $200 question and cashes out? <laughs> I, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not 
not greedy. Two hundred dollars is all I need. That will that would you know help me help me out. I'm good. I give, just give the money to, to go eat at the Olive Garden for a week. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> What's the Three hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're gonna go out to the Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to get that Malibu chicken. So yeah, I'm, I might bring this to the game show marathon now. Now that I'm re looking over all this equipment here. Yes, do please do, <laughs> and then say it's Jordan's idea, and then have them all go. Of course, <laughs> of course it was. It wouldn't be your idea. <laughs> of course, they'll be listening to this episode right before then, so they would know, right? Right? Right. right. Uh, so, so there is a cultural appeal of that. Not only was there a board game, two of them actually, actually no three, technically. You talk about the first board game, a junior edition and a second edition that kind of was there, kind of was not. You have a DVD game with Meredith Vieira. You also had a Game Boy Color edition of the video game. Oh yeah, portable. I, I remember that because that was my eighth birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jordan. <laughs> uh, and there was a keychain version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. There, so I, so you were talking the Regis version. I had a keychain that was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and it was like the, a scrolling LED light that would say the question, and then you push A, B, C, or D, and then there was like a center one for lifelines. And of course, it was just like you heard, "Is that your final answer?" And now he was your final answer. But the thing was, I got kicked. I almost got kicked out of school because. It kept playing in my pocket, and every time it turns on, it's... Yeah, that, that, that could be the, uh, the teacher's intro music when, right before they're start, about to start class. Oh, no, I, got, I, I, I had to basically move my backpack out of the classroom, and that was the nicest way I'm able to get out. Um, <laughs> so, after a board game, after a few video games, and yes, there is a special edition game that sucks and online games which okay uh there's a keychain game sure there was a tiger there was two tiger electronics games oh that doesn't surprise me yes one was a big one that had like led lights to make it look like the set and another one was like a tiny version kind of like the jeopardies or family feuds with the four double a batteries yeah. And, I, I had a Wheel of Fortune one. Yeah, exactly like that. Exactly like that. Complete with the same letter font and everything. Uh, yep. <laughs> but the one I have to bring up here, because if I don't, I will be upset with myself. At Disney's California Adventure, Theme Park Experience, or Walt Disney World Resort, they had Who Wants to Be a Millionaire play it. <laughs> yes. If you've never seen this before, and I feel like I'm now entering podcast the ride territory, they <laughs> got people at Disneyland and Walt Disney World to basically go into a fake studio and play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. But instead of money, it was points. If they got the million point question right, they won a cruise, a Disney cruise. Uh, if they got 32000 they got a swanky jacket. Uh, if they got the $1,000 question, I believe they got a hat. The funniest, <laughs> the funniest thing is uh, one of my friends, Josh... Uh, for my birthday this year, gifted me a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Play It hat. <laughs> I will send there you a you photo on, on Facebook, but yes. There you go. Keep your head warm with the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire hat. So it was. So basically it was they would have everyone play the fastest finger game because that's the big moment of, of the qualifier is you have to do the fastest finger first. But here we just call it fastest finger because why do the triple F? Uh, <laughs> So, so if you answer the questions in the correct order, you would qualify and go into the hot seat. Um, in the in the first rounds of the British version, it was just like a regular old question, and it was just whoever can 
push it the fastest. So it's kind of fun to have that uh, as an order. So with the Play It version, they had put this in order and whoever was the fastest, and it didn't matter what age you were. You could be a mom, <laughs> you could be a, a dad, you could be a grandparent, or you could be a six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> or you could be a Jeopardy champion. You could be a Jeopardy champion, and they would put you in the hot seat on this on this version, a simulated version of Millionaire. And they got their own hose to do it. I've only seen clips of this on YouTube. Some were good, some not so good. <laughs> Others really wanted to do a Regis impression, and it showed, like, they were really hammying up. Is that your final answer? It's like, yeah. <laughs> and of course, because this is Disneyland, Disney California, and Walt Disney World, some of the questions were Disney. Oh, no. So rich. <laughs> yeah, no, th- th- I'm good. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to answer this question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's okay, Rich. If there's a Disney life. question you don't know the answer to. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Yeah, Disney's just, yeah, I, I, I'm horrible with Disney. I, ha- I apparently had no childhood because I don't know any of the Disney movies. <laughs> oh, so you're I, the so BuzzFeed just hates you now. You didn't yeah. have a childhood. You do yeah, not know BuzzFeed don't get all... <laughs> I oh yeah, I never take those. You know what Disney princess are you quiz? You know whatever the hell those are. Nah, <laughs> those are not for me. I got the uh, <laughs> or okay. vanilla P ones. I got vanilla. Uh, so so if you need help, there was the lifeline. So the fifty fifty was still in play. The ask the audience was still in. play. But the phone of friend was a bit different. They would bring people from the park onto it or a total stranger at the park. <laughs> like, this is someone outside. Like, everyone's in studio. There's a phone ringing, like, right outside the studio. And you hear a ring, 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 ring. And someone just pick it up like, hello? Hi, we're from the theme park inside. <laughs> we're playing millionaire. <laughs> So, so it really should have been phone a stranger. Or sometimes it was like a guy in a Pluto costume because silly. And one time it was the Scar Brothers because ESPN Zone. And they were doing cheat seats for ESPN Classic. Oh, okay. So, and because, you know, ESPN Zone's there, there was a little bit more sports questions. So if you call, hey, here's a sports trivia question. Let's talk to funny comedians about it. Makes sense. <laughs> Uh, and this was all live, and it was like four or five a day. Nowadays, there's like the American Isle Experience, which exists, but that lasted a good couple of years. Uh, exhibit, probably the best game show uh, exhibition, shall we say? Better than Fear Factor Live. <laughs> better, no. Yeah. Better than I, American did, Idol Experience. <laughs> even though I'm not. Sure. We, we did not need any further incarnations of Fear Factor. Oh, you mean you don't like Ludacris? <laughs> Hey, Luda, what's the Ludacris? What rock did they find him on? Yeah, it's fine. They just put the rock back, leave Luda alone. He's good. Yeah, just uh, just get rid of the show, give Luda a different game show. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my thought. Uh, so, with, with the millionaire play it, I think that was just there just to get people into a room so they could save, like, cue lines. And this was the yeah. millionaire was huge. <laughs> Yeah, put this there so that way we, we don't have uh, long lines in the other attractions. Thank you. And and then when Meredith Vieira hosted a few at Walt Disney World, they used the Play It set. And they used, you know, hey, you're here. Why don't you just come to the audience a millionaire today? So that was kind of weird. A few people have told me they were they went to one of those, one of which was the 1,000th episode. Mm. When they did those gimmicks. So the 1,000th episode of Millionaire Syndicate was, well, we just put you straight to the 1,000-hour question. We don't need to do the speed round. But I don't care. I like that speed. I love that first five questions. 
Yeah, that's the idiot-proof, uh, you know, question. What is the main ingredient of toast? <laughs> that was literally a $100 question. <laughs> what? Finish the Dr. Seuss book. Red, one fish, two fish. Red fish, blue fish, sea fish, crawfish, <laughs> sardine. What planet are you on right now? Like, Earth? It's, it's always these great questions. I think, and they don't really do it that often these days. It's those questions that you just love. <laughs> uh, oh, my favorite uh, one has to be the, did you see the one, the, the diggity, the diggity question? There was a question about no diggity. <laughs> yeah, it was, what, uh, what is, uh, you know, something to the tune of what is uh, their, uh, what is Black Street Boys, uh, you know, biggest hit. And the, the questions were arranged in a scale of diggity. So it was like, <laughs> No diggity, a little bit of diggity, moderate diggity, a whole bunch of diggity. And people were like, that needs to be an actual scale of how serious something is. <laughs> <laughs> no diggity, a little bit of diggity, moderately diggity, whole lot of diggity. My favorite one was the one that we, we, because we watched the Bob House, was which 1990, which musician appeared in the 1990s Diet Pepsi commercials with the phrase, you got the right one. Uh-huh. Henry just goes, uh-huh. The way he did it was, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. It was like trying to be a bad Elvis, I think. Uh-huh, yeah. New York Elvis. The uh -huh. New York Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> and it, <laughs> I had a lot of fun with this. Because the idea is supposed to be, you know, you're easing into the game. It's supposed to be easy to get to difficult. So, of course, this is supposed to ease the tension you're sitting in there. You don't really know your name right now. It just seems like nowadays <laughs> they're just throwing you right into the deep end. That should be the $100 question. What is your name? <laughs> can you can you correctly pick your name out of these four choices? Oh, no, because with modern casting, well, I mean, well, my mom calls me Jordan, but my friends call me Jor, but that's not one of the possible answers. My one doctor calls <laughs> One of them says prick, and I know who that is. <laughs> Yeah, my my neighbor keeps calling me John for some odd reason. <laughs> and I know, <laughs> and I know your name is Regis, so it's A. <laughs> but it's, and it, it's I love the way it handles because it's a soundtrack, it's the light, every modern, everything is fresh. And Regis uh, definitely steals the show. And he ended up hosting Million Dollar Password on CBS. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah, for yeah, for a little bit, yeah. Remember, he did, then he hosted Millionaire for a special. And that, uh, Super Millionaire. Right? Super Millionaire they, they, was a $10 million game show. Million. Talk about power of 10. Yeah, bam. 10 million. It's out of control. It's like I did 10 Well, in that version, bro. it was after the 10th question. You go through the next dimension of the game. And it was like 500,000, then a million, then two and a half million, five million, then ten million dollars. And you got two more lifelines. Double dip, which was what we said earlier, was you get to pick two of the four. Or you could do what I call the coward's way out, which is 50-50 and then double dip. Yeah, that's a, that's a slam dunk. And then there was Ask the Experts, and they brought back three experts, which were like former Million Dollar winners, or Neil deGrasse Tyson was once one of them. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. And like they were in like a separate room with like like it looked like an really interrogation room. Like it was a smoking room. You were expecting someone yeah. to just like just like open the door, throw like a big oh, folder of, of paper over the wall. All right, I know you're fucking with me. I have it, a trivia yeah. question for you. 
it was it was almost like freaking like the Bilderberg like <laughs> meeting or something. You know, they might as well have the the eyes wide shut match. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell's happening back there? <laughs> All right, you little assholes. You gotta let me know what yeah. is the name of the mascot for the Notre Dame Fighting <laughs> Irish. <laughs> This is what you bother me with? I was about to have an orgy in the back here. <laughs> it was really creepy, the lighting. It was so what I was trying to get out. But I love that, that when they did the transfer of the next dimension, it was all that white all of a sudden. Because the game is famous for the purple, the purple and blue. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. Was, for a second there, white light. <laughs> like, you're now extending into, like, heaven for some reason. Super millionaire. And yeah, and then like when you hit the Oscar the experts, the theme song was like wah 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 wah. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> and one thing I have to address: not only do I have the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire soundtrack album, which is like the question, man, they even came out with a music CD. I remember that because I bought it at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> And well, yeah, you have to get the music. It has, and I'm probably gonna put this as the ending theme. I want to be a millionaire by Jack and Gemma. Because it was funny, because one of the lyrics is, I'm not joking, is Regis Philbin trying to basically sing rap. All right, Jackie, here's your million dollar question. What is the real name of controversial rapper Eminem? (laughs) (laughs) And then you hear the rap, the guy go, well, I know it's not A or D. Now, Mark McGrath. Oh, he's the Sugar Ray dude. That's it. It's got to be C. Marshall Mathers. (laughs) Very confident. (laughs) And it's like, what? <laughs> That's weird. Did your rapping skills provide you confidence? And he also, there was also, I think the second to last track was Pennies from Heaven, sung by Regis Philbin. Because <laughs> he's a singer. He's a talented crooner as well. People forget yeah. that. <laughs> of course, why not? Throw him on there. <laughs> so it's funny. Just I can do everything. I'm a singer. Let's play here. Here we go. It's pennies from heaven to you. And me, ELO's telephone line was one of the songs on the soundtrack. Like, like, it is so messed up. <laughs> there is when the going I'm gets tough, the tough it. get going. I know this from heart because I remember listening because I with my disc man, you know, listen to that soundtrack. Walk, walking to and from school, you had to have blaring. <laughs> it was that or the Digimon the movie soundtrack. <laughs> I'm wow. Tough. At this so point, we had Regis singing in one ear and then Digimon. <laughs> then, hey, Digimon, hey, Digimon in the other. Yeah. Hey, Digimon. Hey, Digimon. I'm no, Regis. that was one of the questions. Was this not a Pokemon? And then one of them was like, it was like Jigglypuff, Pikachu, <laughs> Agumon, <laughs> Squirtle. <laughs> and it's like this is Regis Philbin. He's a broadcasting icon. He was the one in Guinness World Record for most hours in broadcast. To hear this guy say Squirtle, <laughs> hey, so, he's got to read the answers. It's so charming. I love it. Is there any other fond memories you have with Millionaire? I mean, we can go through all the winners, but like John Carpenter. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Carpenter was was the first one that that. Well, he won obviously, but he was just so just. He, he he tore the money tree up. He just, it seemed like every question didn't phase him. It was just like, why does he know all this random information? And then he used the phone a friend to call his dad to let him know he was going to win the million. It was like he had like, you know, he, he had, you know, freaking. But the question was like like an easy television question because it was, which of these presidents appeared on the TV show laughing? 
Yeah, that's right. That was his final question. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he just he was cocky too at the end. He was just like, "Yeah, I got this. We're gonna we're gonna win a million dollars." But he's crazy. like, "I gotta phone a friend because I don't want to." So here are the winners: John Carpenter, Dan Blonsky, Joe Trella, Bob House, which we saw, Kim Hunt, yep. David Goodman, Kevin Olmstead, which won the 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 Progressive Jackpot episode, which was two million one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Bernie uh-huh. Cullen. Ed Townant, once again. Uh, Kevin Smith, not that Kevin Smith, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Nancy Christie, which was 2003, and then Sam Murray, which was the Tournament of 10 million. But everyone just knows uh, Regis. So the fun part about this uh, was the original host was not going to be Regis. Now, who was it supposed to be? Okay, so first, they had a few others in mind, one of which was Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, I did hear about that, yeah. Uh, uh-uh, she would have made a horrible host. And then it was, uh, and then they wanted uh, like a few others. So Al Roker, I mean, she denied it too, right? Yeah. If I remember the story correctly. Correct. Yeah. Uh, then they did that celebrity thing, famous for the one Steve Harvey episode. And if it wasn't for Steve Harvey guest hosting that one millionaire, he would never have gone that Family Feud shot, which means he would have never gotten the host Family Feud and be the longest running Family Feud host. <laughs> Uh, Michael Davies is, of course, the cr- kind of creator of this game. And now he does, like, football. He does soccer podcasting. It's so weird. You never, <laughs> well, yeah. The creator from, of Millionaire. <laughs> the guy who created the most, like, translated game show of all time is no different than us. <laughs> well, that's good. Then we all have hope. All we all have hope. Fun. You, too, can create the next Millionaire. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I, I feel like when we do the odd news for the Crispy Middle podcast, I feel like every now and then we, we have, like, a, a great idea for a game show from the odd news that, that comes out of, you know, our segment. Uh, the last one I heard, the last thing that we did was... Um, what? We had, we had an odd news story about a woman who took a t-shirt cannon, you know, like in stadiums. Okay, I see where this is coming from. <laughs> she, took, she took the t-shirt cannons, she loaded up... Uh, a container with contraband in it and fired it and fired it over a prison wall and i'm like that should be a game show whoever can catch the contraband the prisoner gets to keep it and then we could we could model it you know each round would be something more and more exotic but the 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 difficulty in catching it from the t-shirt cannon would be more like you would have prison guards that could intercept the pass and you can have objects that would interfere in your route running. And and all of a sudden, we're, we're, we're like in stage five on planning a game show on the Chris Little podcast with prisoners and a t-shirt cannon. Hosted so, by Rich Eisen comes the only game set in the perfect. jail cell. Here's the catch. Yeah, there you go. Bam. Rich Eisen can host. It could be on the offseason for the NFL Network. <laughs> it's perfect. You all want your freedom, but let me tell you, one of you is going to get something almost as good. Your very own cell phone that's a burner phone. You can call whoever you want. Right. But there's a catch. <laughs> Literally, you have to catch it. In this round, you're blindfolded. <laughs> if the phone falls. Yeah, you must run an out route. Do you know what an out route is? Nope. Well, good luck. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so the $4,000 question, a huge big money game show, the revival of it. So here's some other fun things. we got to bring up the producers of the show uh, were the creators of Debt, for instance, and Win Benstein's Money. Oh, I love that show, Win Benstein's Money. We talked about that. It was such a good episode. We came up with a fun revival idea. Um, so in Debt, we have yet to talk about, probably because much like paid off, it's a dismal look at our economy. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so here I'm I'm going off wiki right now. So verify a citation needed here. I got to read this line here. Along with Philbin, a number of popular television personalities were considered for hosting positions on U.S. Millionaire during its development. Peter Jennings, Bob Costas, <laughs> Wide World of Sport. Yes, that's a car. Which I would see. I could see him hosting. Uh, Montel Williams. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh... And finally, Phil Donahue, <laughs> <laughs> which I can only expect if he said, "Ask the audience." He get, he takes his microphone and just starts running upstairs. What do you yeah, think, he sir? Has sir to what do you think? The <laughs> and he has to just quickly go through. You know, what do you think? A. What do you think? B. What do you think? D. What do you think? A. What do you think? <laughs> That's it. And the contestant has to keep count manually. <laughs> Uh, Philbin saw won the job the most when he saw an episode of The British Millionaire was blown away with its content. I was blown away! <laughs> yes, I was blown away! I saw a teacher, and I was like, oh my god! And teachers can win money on this show! <laughs> <laughs> I like this show now! <laughs> I love it. Everyday people, like teachers, can go on a show and win a million dollars! I like Millionaire. Obviously, the, the modern version is just a little lackluster. And usually around this time, because I could really just go through all the millionaire and do Regis jokes all. But usually around this point, because it's just lights and drama and the chairs, the famous chairs. There's a fake million dollars in a box. Why? Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's because because every other version has to have a million something in a box, and they don't <laughs> even give you that million dollars in a the box. They give you a check. You know, I think. About yeah, it. right. Why is the box there if, if you're not going to give me the cash if I win the million dollars? I'm starting to think this show is lying to the American people. Also, it's that that uh, stipend. It's that twenty five thousand for forty years thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it wasn't one lump sum. Also, the um, let's see what else we can go. Oh, the shuffle format had to jump the question. You can just skip the question. Okay, mm -hmm. that's a cool lifeline, I guess. Phone apps. One of few games have thousands of phone apps. Uh, where else can we go through this? Uh, we went through the board games, went through the video games, went through the the theme park. We went through the CD-ROM games. We went through Regis. We went through a shuffle edition that was okay. I like that version. To the modern-day bad graphics of, of Chris Harrison's edition. We got to go through the, oh, the final final question here of Millionaire in regards to this is, uh, should the show get revived? If so, how? But the show's already on the air, so it's really what big changes can you have? Yeah, it, it, it's, it would be tough to try and capture lightning in a bottle again with a full-blown primetime production of the show. I mean, maybe if you brought back Regis, but I think Regis is, is comfortable in his retirement. So, I, I sadly, I would have to say probably no. I mean, unless you get, like, another great, you know, host and, 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 and it goes back to being, you know, a primetime event thing, maybe. But, that's, that's yeah, but that's why you have the syndicated version, so. Well, sorry to feel at Regis boards, uh, Regis fans. Um we hear it's, it's, Rich wants to cancel the show and make you all very sad. <laughs> no, I just I, I would I would like I would I, I would like to go back to like the original primetime version yes. that was. Yeah. Here's uh here's how I would have done New Millionaire. Okay. Are you right? This is the dramatic lighting of the reveal. Uh this is how, it's like ask the host lifeline. Uh, this is what <laughs> I think. Bonk. First, we'll make it a primetime event. So get rid of the of the syndicated run. Uh, make it have like five, six episodes. Bring back the phone quiz. Or do like a Twitter thing. Something with interaction of social media. Because we're in a social media age to make the qualifier to be a contestant on the show. Because that was something that made it more niche. It wasn't so much, hi guys, I'm this. Happy go lucky siren contestant. We, we, it's a particular kind of contestant that is, if it's anybody, 
You want to make sure it's anybody so they can be like freaking the hell out under pressure. I want to see people royally freak out under the lights on this show. Yeah. And they have not done that in 12 years. I would make it now instead of 15 questions, 12 questions. You you get If you win the fastest finger, you get $1,000 no matter what happens. It's like the syndicated version. You guys like the syndicated version, right? And then every four questions is uh, is the safety net. So first question is $2,000. Next question is $3,000. Third question is $5,000. Fourth, which is the safety net, $10,000. Follow me here. Question, then next, <laughs> next, question five, $20,000. Then $30,000. Then $50,000. Concluding with question eight, for $100,000. That's yours no matter what happened. So now we go to $200,000, $300,000, $500,000. with, of course, that million dollar question. As for lifelines, just ask the audience. One. Just the one lifeline. Oh, that's it. You know, only one lifeline. Okay. I mean, I was thinking do the the, the plus one, but I want to keep the chair. I want to keep the chair. I think if you do like something that is like the Clarkson set, where it's the, the nice chair and a little flat screen and a touch screen, I think it should no longer be you should just say final answer. You should tap it and say final answer. Like it is a, your confirmation is a, and then, you say, and then you say final answer, so he confirms it. So, like, Rich, if you're the host, I say uh -huh. the final answer. You have to hit final answer for me. I can't say it. You have to register it. So that oh, way no. oh, you oh, can oh, go, oh, like, oh. if I push this button, it's the final answer. You want me to press it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the host, uh, well, that, that, that right, you could just do, like, one big giant touchscreen like they do on, like, ESPN. and the, Exactly. Like a you know, news broadcast. But you do want to keep the chairs. I think it needs to be the chair. It needs to have the spotlight. It needs to have modern technology like the LED walls and needs to have the spotlights. But you need to make sure because of today's money standards that that get to that Plymouth of the $100,000 question. Because on like deal or no deal, it's like the $100,000 is kind of what we want to walk away with. So, okay, you're really eight away from 100000 That's what you want. So then when you go to that next question, it's double or it's double for no risk. But then when you have that 200,000, well, now you're actually at risk of $100,000. Mm -hmm. And then if you get that 200,000, well, now you're at 300,000. So now it's a $200,000 risk. It can swing. And then when you get to that half million dollar mark, well, of course, it's double. <laughs> or it's basically power of 10 at this point. You can go up the power of 10. Yeah. Lose. <laughs> Uh, speaking of another Michael Davies game show, uh, and you're just, what would you do for the millionaire as an event? Also, it has to be an event, like five, six episodes and that's it. Yeah. It would have to be something. Yeah. You want, you want, you want to create, uh, you know, a, a, a hype about this that, you know, people want to, you know, watch and everything can't be like the syndicated version. Are you going to keep the original price tree? Like you go 32, 64, 125. I like the original price tree. I, I, I thought it was. I, I thought it was. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not. Being no, reluctant. it's fine. Are you going to keep the thirty-two thousand uh, dollars safety net then? Because you know, in the Clarkson version, they got rid of it. Now you get to pick which space you want. Yeah, they. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, if I were to bring it back, I would try and do the as close to the original format as I as I remember watching. Uh, you know, when I was. 10 and watching the show I, I liked that original run but you know i'm not averse to hearing suggestions though either so i i think when it comes to change i think the only thing you should change is just maybe the money ladder and limit the number of questions so you can get through maybe two games in an hour 
Yeah, I, I, that is an interesting, interesting suggestion to only do 12 questions and also just start off, you know, because, yeah, you don't really need the first five questions. The Hopefully first... the people have proven that they're smart by making it on the show already, you know. Well, I don't know. We have seen a lot of flunk. I mean, that's yeah. always have you, you. You probably watch it, too. Those clunker videos where it's just like, yeah. oh, it's Dear... B5. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then Regis or Meredith is like, oh, no. Yeah, that's when you need Regis to just be like, Oh no, you son of a bitch! <laughs> well, yeah, I can't just I can't say this on television, so they're gonna bleep it. But you really fucked up. Yeah, you fucked up, man. <laughs> when I mean, <laughs> it was nice to know you, but thank you for coming on the show. That's There's a I reason I ask. Is that your final answer? <laughs> There's a reason why I ask. Is that your final answer five times? You kept saying yes, Regis. Yes, Regis. Yes, Regis. <laughs> Ice is what happens to water when it boils. <laughs> You're nincompoop. I was trying to get you to change your answer. <laughs> I mean, maybe Strahan, but he's doing Pyramid. That's yeah, Strahan. Always, always. It seems like he's always uh, trying to grab on the next project. I think right now his is the uh, million dollar money drop for yeah. Amazon. Uh, so, uh, is there anything else we can talk about for this millionaire thing? I, I think... uh, my, my, my last story that I would like to mention is um, I was so addicted to the millionaire uh, phenomenon uh, that in grade school we did like a talent show and and whoever was in eighth grade that year, they got like the, 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 um, the last of the, of the acts, you know, they were like, kind of like the, the, the last the and build. not least. Right. Yeah. They were like the, the, the top billing in our grade school uh, talent show. And I decided to do a, script of who wants to be a millionaire and i was regis um one of my friends was the contestant and we wrote a whole script and we did it and we did all the questions based on like the teachers that were at the grade school and everything like that and it was great because like no like there were it was like random questions like which which teacher was a was a former softball player at college which teacher has a wacky middle name and it was like all these weird things and uh it was funny the whole school actually like really ate it up and and you know it, it was it was one of my most memorable childhood moments that i got to be regis at like 10 years old or no this was eighth grade so uh 13 14 12, 12 13 so yeah yeah it was cool it was uh <laughs> that was one of my favorite millionaire memories i love that and that's very cute i think that's one of the cutest stories i've ever heard <laughs> there you go. See, I told you you wanted to have, you wanted to have me on for Millionaire. Whenever you did Millionaire, I told you. Put me this on. is the Millionaire episode, and we really dive dived hard on film and Millionaire. I mean, I don't. What, what do you want about Miera? Longest running of the Millionaire host. Okay, we did the puppet dog hand. That's it. Uh, Cruz, he did a cool zoom in effect. That was funny, I guess. Cedric, funny meets money. That's all I remember from that run. And he also hosted It's Worth What. I have to remind myself. I have to eventually cover It's Worth What. <laughs> you don't. You don't even have to do it for the marathon. I do. Yeah. No, yeah, we skipped that. Uh, so now we have one final thing to do. We have a we have what we call the lightning round. We have five questions in 60 seconds to answer them. It's almost like phone a friend because you are a friend. We are on Skype. But instead of 30 seconds, it's 60 seconds. Uh-oh. <laughs> and we have five questions, not one. And no multiple choice. Well, oh, no, yeah, you're going to have to read these questions fast. Yes. Uh, for every correct answer you get is one free plug. Most uh -oh. podcasts only give you two. You can get five. Oh. That's that's a real prize. Do you, do you want to play? Sure. All right. 
Well, let's put 60 seconds on the clock. If you had one lifeline left on a million dollar question, would you rather have 50-50, phone a friend, or ask the audience? Uh, ask the audience. What is your dream guest for the 24-hour game show marathon? My dream, dream guest? Yes. Um... Uh, I would go... Oh my god, that's a good question. Uh... Oh my gosh. Uh... Oh my gosh. Uh... Just say me. <laughs> Jared Philbin. Yeah, I'll go Regis Philbin. Yes, we're talking A topping you would put on a Chinese chicken salad. Uh... Crunchy bits. <laughs> crunchy nacho bits. Crispy noodles, you're right. Who would Crispy you noodles, be yeah. your phone a friend? Uh, phone a friend. Yeah, who would be your phone a friend? Uh, who... Uh, uh it would be... Michael Jordan. Which of these U.S. presidents appeared on the television series Laughing? A. Lyndon Johnson. B. Richard Nixon. C. Jimmy Carter. D. Gerald Ford. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, that was the million dollar question for Carpenter. Uh, Nixon? Yes, you did it! Yeah! All right! Yeah! Even with that pause, I think you broke the si you, you made it before the 60 seconds. Yeah! <laughs> And if not, we extended the timer. I don't care. You won, Rich. I'm giving you the five plugs. <laughs> Yay. So what were the five things you'd like to plug? Uh, five things I would like to plug. Um, okay, well, first, obviously, the Crispy Noodle Podcast. Uh, check out our podcast. We do sports, entertainment, and odd news. Uh, wrap tightly into a uh, two-hour podcast that comes out every Thursday morning. So uh, check us out. Um Game Show Marathon, uh, coming June 8th. We play 24 game shows in 24 hours. Um, all four child's play. So help us out, watch the stream, make a donation. Um, third plug, uh, Pack Dude, Corey. Um, obviously, uh, he's just a whiz when it comes to software. Um, so check him out, PackDudeGames.com. Um, what, else, what else can I plug? Uh do you need help? Do I need help? Yeah. I, I, the other, I need help with the Christmas Little Podcast. So just the other two plugs, make sure to listen to the Christmas Little Podcast and subscribe to the Christmas Little Podcast on iTunes, iTunes and Stitcher. Done. iTunes, Stitcher. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? I will give you the other one, the donation link to Child's Play. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Make sure you go to gameshowmarathon.com. Um, we have a donate now button on there. And the video feed uh right there so when we go live on june 8th at noon uh all you gotta do is go to the website and uh, you see our our stream rich <laughs> it's been an exhaustive ride but we had a lot of fun <laughs> yes it was good to go over past memories and pull out my uh, copy of the millionaire at home game from the garage it's still in one piece somehow so so we'll end the night just doing dueling Regis Philbins. <laughs> Are you a teacher? You're a teacher, all right. You're a, te you're a great teacher. So who's your phone a friend? <laughs> Is it another teacher? Whoa, That's a teacher. Out of this world. <laughs> <laughs>
So right after this interview took place, Millionaire got canceled. The American version of the show ended this year uh, right after this interview. So most likely uh, it was due to the poor ratings the show had in syndication. Meredith would have her version. Originally, it kept the same rules as the Regis Philbin edition, but then slowly but surely removed key things. The fastest finger was removed. The 10th question was no longer worth 32000 but rather twenty five, leading to 50000 and 100000 The drama would wear off as a game would have the last two episodes. Uh, Google would show up and replace Phone a Friend with Ask the Expert, where people get Bill Knight a science guy or John Hodgman on the line. And to answer the que- and to answer for the question for a little bit, then they added a clock format, where it was 15 seconds in round one, 30 seconds in round two, 45 seconds in round three, and anything that you had left standing would be added to the million dollar question in the final million dollar question. They replaced 50-50 with double dip because of that, and they thought randomizer was bad because you know, hey, I think it's A or C, but bop up, there you go. So now you get A or C. You get both. But because of the clock format and the timer running, people lost on a double dip, so they got rid of it. So now without a double dip, uh, they brought back 50-50, and they tried it with now a shuffle format. Uh, They even got rid of the hot seats in favor of standing on podiums. The values in the shuffle format were $100, $500, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, $5,000, $7,000, $10,000, $15,000, and the top one of $25,000. After those 10 questions, because they were all shuffled and jumbled, the difficulty and the value of the questions, anything afterwards would be in classic millionaire fashion, starting at 100 grand, then a quarter million, half a million, and then the full million. Contestants got two jumps, which skips the question, but it forfeits the money. And there is also one last lifeline to ask the audience. Sometimes they had double money week, where one of the questions was worth double the value, meaning it could be worth $200 or $50,000 or anything in between. Or they had a crystal ball, which showed the value of the questions. But when they went back to the original price tree format, they made it just 14 questions. In cultural appeal, you might have heard of a movie called Slumdog Millionaire, which was based on the book Q&A about a person on a quiz show whose answers were all based on life events. This would be presented with the game show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in the movie. Then there was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Play. It was Play at California Adventure in Disney MGM Studios. Uh, Thanks again once again to Disney Delete, a.k.a. Josh, for the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Play it hat. I still love it. Uh, There were prizes. Uh, if you get to the $1,000 level, uh, instead of getting money, you got points and you got a hat, a baseball cap, which is what I got, uh, 32,000, you want this nice sweater. And then if you went all the way and you won the million points, you want a leather jacket and a vacation, like on a Disney cruise ship and every value had its own enamel pin. Millionaire did have a few scams though. Not just somebody taking the pieces for the millionaire McDonald's game, which was a thing, by the way. Uh, In Britain, there was a man named Charles Ingram. He won one million pounds because he used a cough code (coughs) with with, uh, his his wife, Diana Ingram, uh, and Adrian Pollock, Diana's brother, who was also a contestant from Millionaire. When he was saying out loud an answer, Diana would (coughs) cough when there was a correct answer said out loud. To signify a final answer for him to lock in. He flipped on answers constantly that producers were getting confused. He never won the million pounds, and it's featured on the podcast called Swindled. Millionaire did also do a clock format and a bunch of other formats and would also eventually end on ITV as well. 
but then it got brought back recently. Millionaire returned to the UK after a while. Jeremy Clarkson from Grand Tour and formerly Top Gear is the host. And there are the classic values with the 1,000-pound safety net, but now the 32,000-pound safety net is removed in favor of a contestant locking in their new safe haven when they, whenever they want, which is usually as soon as you, you pick the location that you have to play for the safety net as well as the money. And given Jeremy Clarkson's pretty much t- television persona as an oaf, uh, there is now an Ask the Host lifeline where he can answer the question along with the contestant for a little comedic appeal, but also to help them out. And I think that was one of the original intentions for the Millionaire format. And Phone a Friend is returned as well. That's right, folks. Phone a Google is, is back, where a contestant picks between three people in their, in their dictionary, in their little phone book. And each of them are with a production assistant in their home to make sure they are not using Google when answering the question. If the show takes cues from Clarkson's version, there is a chance to see Millionaire return very soon, whether it's on ABC or Fox. In my final idea of the game, uh, I did 12-question format. You get $1,000 guarantee, and then question one, 2000 Question two, 3000 Three is for five. Four is the first safe haven for $10,000. Then five is for twenty thousand, six is for thirty thousand, seven is for fifty thousand, and then question eight is for a guaranteed one hundred thousand. Because what do you see on Deal or No Deal? People walking away when they get to six figures. So that's for them. They walk away. But now we get to the final four. Question nine is for two hundred thousand. Question ten is for three hundred thousand. Question eleven is for five hundred thousand, and question twelve is for one million dollars. Uh, ask the audience fifty-fifty, and plus one would be my lifelines. Uh, that's how I would be doing Millionaire, but who knows? Uh, if we'll see Millionaire again, I, I do love the show. I love the format. I love the drama. It just seems like now that everyone does dramatic lighting and everyone does uh, scary lights and dramatic music and, and heartbeat music and, and, and spotlights, it made, the show lost its luster. But you know, I think if you just give it some room to breathe, you can see it revive and it will be back and be just as much of a cult phenomenon as it was back in the 90s. So now it's time for the 110-part series exploring every pricing game on The Price is Right. This is The Pricing Game Spotlight. Dice Game! Premiere date, June 2nd, 1976, tape number 1963D. Premiere date in carry, October 17th, 2007, 4043K, or for November 13th, 2007. Played on center stage, finale date with Barker, June 11th, 2007, 4031K. Dice Game is a pricing game where a contestant attempts to use large red dice to roll the correct digits in the price of a car. Gameplay. The contestant is shown the first digit in the price of a car on a game board with nine screens and is presented with four oversized dice on a gaming table. The contestant rolls the first die. If the number rolled matches the second digit in the price of the car, the digit is revealed and shown on screen. On both screens, sorry. Uh, Otherwise, the contestant must decide if the digit is higher or lower than the roll, and his or her selection is marked with an outline of lights. There are no zeros in the price of this car. 
and there are no numbers higher than six. Therefore, if the contestant rolls a one or a six, the correct box is automatically marked higher or lower, respectively. The die is then placed in a slot with the rolled number facing outwards. The three remaining dice are played the same way. Digits may appear more than once in the price of the car. Each die must roll past the white line at the end of the rolling table for the roll to be accepted to prevent players from rigging their throws. If a die rolls behind or on the line, even if it bounced there or is past the line first, the contestant must roll again. Once all four rolls are played, provided at least one number is not 1-6 or the exact number, which yields an instant win, any lights that were not rolled exactly are revealed one at a time in the appropriate screen, higher or lower than the die. The contestant must have rolled or correctly guessed higher or lower for all four digits to win the car. The host will reveal the numbers either from left to right or in the most dramatic order possible since rolls of one or six are guaranteed to be higher or lower, respectively. Uh, these digits are usually revealed first if any are rolled, leaving the most uncertain guesses for last. If the contestant rolls all four dice that are all ones, all sixes, or all exactly right, or a mixture of all three, the price will light up and the contestant automatically wins the car. During Big Money Week on October 24, 2016, rolling an exact number on a die would get the contestant $10,000 each. Even if they didn't win the car, Perfect Plane would have made $40,000 in the car. History Dice Game was played June 2nd, 1976 and was created by producer Robert Sherman. The game was originally played for cars with four-digit prices, and the first digit was not given. For about the first year the dice game was played, the prices on the cars could contain any digit between 0 and 9. This made the game extremely difficult to win, partly because the obvious numbers were impossible to get exactly. Owing to this, the current rules were implemented even though there were winners under the old rules. During the 80s, when cars were $6,667 uh, were still common, the game was occasionally played for cars with five-digit prices. Such as when cars were offered, the game was known as Deluxe Dice Game. It is believed to have appeared for the first time on April 22, 1983, 4895D. The word Deluxe was added to the top of the game board, and an extra display box was added as a free digit. The Yellow Board debuted on November 1st, 1983, 5062D. August 22nd, 1983, the lights around the number displays did not work. As a result, as the contestant rolled each number, each time the contestant rolls a winning number and guesses higher or lower, the correct number in its appropriate spot lights up immediately in the display. On January 8th, 1988, the game offered its last four-digit car. Uh, thereafter, the five-digit version of Dice Game became permanent. On September 20th, 1988, Deluxe was dropped. On December 15th, 1989, a completely redesigned game board debuted. On October 10th, 1996, history was made when contestant Walter Morris Jr. did not have to guess at all, as all four of his roles were correct. Memorable Contestants Edry uh, stole a show when she got on stage to play a pricing game for a four. She explained Bob she's been singing previously, 
Before she got to the studio, let Bob let Idri explain the rules. Idri details made the audience and Bob laugh as he could not have explained the game better himself, although we all know he could have. When the dice were rolled and it was down to the last number, Idri looked worried, but Bob said she rolled a five. The only way she could lose was that the last number was a six. Idri's emotions were her telling Bob, I promised not to do bodily harm, so I'm standing back here, referring to something Bob made contestants swear in the 70s. Got more humorous. Bob even let Idri ask the prices right off. Show me the number, please. The two lit up and Idri won the Ford. We're at 12,332. Idri couldn't believe she won. And when asked, are you sure? What am I going to do? Bob told her she could drive it home. Idri's appearance was shown on the 25th anniversary special. Scott, in February 16th, 1996, a contestant named Scott fell down, twisted his knee in excitement when he saw the new car. Before the description of the car could be announced, Bob announced that Scott was hurt and offered him a chair to sit in to which Scott declined. He stood, but held to the side of the prop as he played dice game. As Scott lost the game and the car, he twisted and he gave out and he fell to the ground. As such, he sat in a chair during the showcase showdown, with Bob acting as a substitute spinner for him. Bob requested that Scott remain in the chair and did not jump out if he got a dollar on the wheel and make it a showcase. He subsequently made it to the showcase and sat in the director's chair, but unfortunately he overbid his showcase. In spite of his misfortune, Scott remained good spirits through the whole thing, with Bob claiming that he had to be one of the show's most memorable contestants for his positive attitude. On January 3rd, 2000, uh, Aaron who is Aaron Paul, by the way, uh, was a contestant on Price is Right, and his game was Dice Game, bitch. Um, with Simba and enthusiasm to Scott, but he lost. He also advanced to the showcase, but overbid his showcase by just $132. Nine ten appearances. Dice Game was played one of the five price games introduced in the fifth and final night season of Jens James's version, episode 159N, or being Cliffhanger, Danger Price, and Hurdles and Three Strikes. Additionally, both deluxe dice game and the regular version were used during the tom kennedy run dice game has never been won on the primetime version of the show and it was played three times on the million dollar spectacular this game can't be played with just any automobile the numbers one through six must be used just like in the current rules the number of times this game was played on a season was 41 if the dice game is to be a million dollar game on the million dollar spectacular, the contestant would need to roll the exact number on every dice to win the million dollar bonus. Uh, foreign versions. Australia's dice games play the same way, but it's uh, only played for a trip. Uh, one Merrill contestant was overwhelmed that she could not stop crying. Although the last edge were revealed to be an incorrect guess, Larry was kind enough to offer her the trip. Germany, the game is called Warfelspiel and also not played for a car. In this version, there are no screens to display numbers. Price is revealed via cards and an arrow pointing up or down. Holland's Cash and Carlo, the game is called Carlo's Casino and it's played for a trip. On El Precio Justo in Spain, it's called Ra Luleta and it's played it's played a dice. It's played with the numbers 0 through 9 on a roulette wheel. The contestants spun the wheel to determine the first four numbers, which could be any of the ten numbers opposed to one through six, and the seven-digit price of the car in pesitas, as the last three numbers usually were not always zero. Gameplay was otherwise the same. So, uh, going into a dice game, I think it's now time to actually, like, clean up the, the, the dice game. I, I like it, but I think the uh, display case needs to be changed a bit. Uh, considering like the way they handle card game, I think dice game might be the next to get a nice revival. Keep the graphics of dice game, but I say maybe the display should have more like a dice roll effect or have pips it, like show the numbers or something. 
just because I, I think using these old retro uh, light kits, I, I, I think it, it still gives it an old nostalgia. And I think if we're going to update the show, I think Dice Game should be one of the first to actually get a new uh, reboot to it. Also, uh, considering the Let Him Roll game now has like a nice little mini slide, why not try and have like a little slope now for the Dice Game as well? So, so there, and give it a like a nice craps table vibe instead of the weird cl- pl- like crystal plexiglass uh, table that they have now. I I think this show this is one of the coolest pricing games. It's also one of the toughest uh, when I ever I play it in the board game version. But you know what? I, I enjoy this a lot, and I, I like dice game. I enjoy the fact that it's played for a car. And I enjoy the fact that they're trying to think of different ways of playing games or prices and one through six being used as digits in the price of a car is very, very novel, which is why I respect this game so much. Next time on the Pricing Game Spotlight, we'll be taking a look at Bullseye 2. So this is the Game Show Marathon Week, and I just want to end the uh, episode by talking about Game Show Marathon. It is going to be June 8th and the 9th, and you'll see it on Twitch. Or go to gameshowmarathon.com to check it out. You can also donate to Child's Play. Uh, Child's Play is a charity that started in 2003. And it is a game industry charity dedicated to improving the lives of children with toys and games in the network for over 100 hospitals worldwide. Over the years, uh, the community answered the call and came together to raise millions of dollars. It works in two ways. With the help of hospital staff, they set up gift wish lists full of video games, toys, books, and other fun stuff for kids. Uh, by clicking on a hospital location on uh, childsplaycharity.org, you can view that hospital's wish list and send them a gift. Child's Play also receives cash donations throughout the year. This is where the Game Show Marathon falls into, into play here. With the cash donations from the Game Show Marathon, they purchase new consoles, peripherals, games, and more for hospitals and therapy facilities. These donations allow for children to enjoy age-appropriate entertainment, interact with their peers, friends, and family, and can provide a vital distraction from an otherwise generally unpleasant experience. Would be weird, but if you are thinking about applying to the hospital network, uh, there is a form available on childsplaycharity.org. Uh, and then you can email it to foundation at childsplaycharity.org. There's also one for network domestic violence support. Uh, a Child's Play Game Center provides opportunities for positive engagement, distraction, and play for children in shelters and advocacy centers. Uh, that's also available on the Child's Play website. Uh, you can also uh, contact them on Twitter at CP Charity or Facebook at Child's Play Charity. Uh, if you have any ideas for volunteering and event information, go to info at childsplaycharity.org. Uh, this is what's really all about is to give back to children. As much as we love game shows and, and watching my friend Rich here uh, probably go through 24 different game shows in, 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 one, whole, in one whole day slash night, uh, it should be a lot of fun. So uh, please uh, donate to Child's Play today. Go to uh, childsplaycharity.org to donate. You can also go to gameshowmarathon.com, and there's a donation link on that website as well. So this is for the good of game shows. This is for the good of video games, and they're trying to make a difference into the world of children, uh, which which I think is is a commendable charity to go for. Uh, So please, donate to Child's Play today. Normally, I'd be telling you, uh, see you next week, 
But Friday, Bob Haig, who's also with the Game Show Marathon, will be joining me to talk about Power of Ten. So I'll see you Friday. And until then, have a great night and big smooch. Ma. Yo, Regis, my answer is D. Final answer. He says it's his final answer. That's right. You now have 250. Let's play who wants to be a millionaire. Rapper Eminem. Well, I know it's not A or B. Now, Mark McGrath. Oh, yeah, he's that Sugar Ray dude. That's it. I got it. It has to be D. Marshall Mathers. Is that your final answer? Yeah, Regis, that's my final answer. I want to be a